The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Patricia Raskin Show, the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions. And now, the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio. Here's your host, Patricia Raskin. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Patricia Raskin Show. We're talking about working mothers, and I want to give you some percentages here, statistics. 70% of mothers in the United States with children under 18 are working Yet 60% of adults polled still think kids do better when one parent stays home. The gap between perception and the new reality of parenting prompted former Wall Street executive board director, author, and working mother, Pamela Lenahan, to conduct her own due diligence. She is with us today. She created a groundbreaking survey of more than 1,000 people ages 23 to 44 about their childhood and interviewed working mothers and their grown children. And what was the upshot? That working mothers can be confident that integrating profession and family benefits their children. Welcome Pamela Lenahan, who is the author of My Mother, My Mentor, What Grown Children of Working Mothers Want You to Know. And again, Pamela Lenahan is a board director of three publicly traded companies and one nonprofit. She spent 23 years or 21 years on Wall Street, becoming one of the first female partners and was a C-suite executive of NYSE Company and a high-tech startup. She pursued her career while raising her daughter and her son, who now have families of their own. Welcome, Pam. Thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, really, um, this is great. I'm so interested to hear about this. So what did you find? Well, what I found is that when you actually talk to the children of working mothers, they not only survived their mothers having a career, but they thrived. And that they found that their mothers were a strong role model. She encouraged them to be independent. And, you know, she gave them resilience so that they could solve problems on their own. So it was a very positive story. Yeah, and I have to share with you, um, I have a daughter who is grown and working, and when I get cards from her every year on my birthday or Mother's Day, she says just that. She says, you know, you you were my role model. And I didn't have that role model, but it's amazing because she's very strong and independent, and I think it's true. I mean, they, they follow the role model, and we did provide that. I'm not sure we always knew or, or I always knew what I was doing, <laughs> but, you know, but we did it. Well, I think most of the women of our generation did not have that role model. In the right. 70s, only 47% of women with children 18 and under were in the workforce compared to 70% now. And so I think we did our kids actually a service by going out and doing this, but we didn't talk about it a lot. So that's one of the reasons I wrote the book is to really get people having this conversation so that the daughters who didn't have working mothers really understand that they're going to get through this and the children are going to be great. Yeah, I think that's that's really great. So, you talk about why mothers should not feel guilty. 
And let's talk about that because guilt sometimes does play, unfortunately, a role here. Well, the children don't think you should feel guilty. They think it's just a normal part of life. You know, you get up and go to work, and they go to childcare, they go to school, they go to other activities. Mm-hmm. It's just part of life. And that half of daughters are very proud of their working mothers, and 20% don't even think about it. So you're going to ask, okay, why aren't more proud of their working mothers? Well, it's just normal. And so you really don't get a lot of kudos for doing what you're supposed to be doing on a regular basis. Interesting. What about sports, and after-school activities. What do you feel about that for working mothers and their kids and their children? Well, they were really great for working mothers because, first of all, sports have a schedule that's set well, well in advance. And so as a working parent, you can really get that on your calendar if you can go to any of the games. The other thing is that the children think they're in charge. That uh, One of the daughters that I interviewed said that she and her sister were not micromanaged and that they scheduled their own afternoon activities and therefore they became very independent. And yet when I spoke to their mother, she said that, yes, she loved sports activities, camps, etc., because she thought it was better than having the children be in the care of a babysitter all the time. And really it was a great solution because the kids thought they were in charge and the mother knew that they were under the supervision of another adult. Mm, yeah, very good. So it, it's it's not just a time filler. This is something that really has meaning and purpose. No, and, and I think that's kids one thing that was interesting is that children have many mentors besides their parents, and that mm-hmm. coaches are one of those. So mm-hmm. you're really giving the child an opportunity to learn something from another adult. What about this myth of enough time, you know, where the mother might feel like she just doesn't have enough time to spend with the children? Well, it's all about quality, and I know everyone's tired of hearing about that because when we talk about quality, we don't mean that you have to be sitting in the library reading books to your child. Uh, Mm -hmm. Reading is wonderful, but you can do that in your home. And of all of the activities that children liked, it was family meals that outranked everything else. But after that list, it was watching TV as a family and outdoor activities. So sometimes the best thing to do is just to sit around and have popcorn and watch a movie together or to, if it can't be dinner every night, make it dinner on weekends or a breakfast. So children have wonderful memories of the simple things that we do in every day. It's just a matter of incorporating the children into them. Right, and being together, right, the togetherness. Yes, and you know, when I asked the children of their favorite memories, they were very simple things. A number of children mentioned grocery shopping. So mm. you, may view, you may view this as a chore, but I used to go home from work and pick up my daughter and take her back and put her in the carriage and walk up and down the aisles, and we talk about the things that were on the shelf. And to this day, she swears she learned how to read in the grocery store. Isn't that interesting? I remember when my daughter was five, and I mean, this was you know, way before, because I was teaching parenting classes, and I would let her make decisions. So I'd be going up and, and I'd say, now, which one would you like, this one or this one? And people would be watching me, Pam, like, what are you doing? Are you crazy? <laughs> you know, but I was teaching her at a very young age. Oh, it is. And I love going to the grocery store and seeing the mothers interacting with their children, and the children love this. And another daughter talked about how her favorite time was Saturday mornings when her mothers cleaned the house. And her mother would turn the stereo up loud, and they would dance and sing and dust and vacuum. And so you can take these everyday tasks that are, are not necessarily fun things if you're doing them by yourself, but they can be really great events if you have your child with you. Yeah. So you have uh, top 10 tips to integrate your profession and parenting. 
So let's talk about some of them. First of all, you say don't feel guilty at work or about work. No, you shouldn't and, feel guilty. As we said, the children think this is really normal. You're the only one who feels upset about this. So if you are anxious about this, talk to your mother, your sister, or a friend, but don't talk to your children because to them it's normal. Yeah. And then find good child care and relax. Looking back, the children of working mothers were all very happy with their child care experiences, whether this was in daycare or a a babysitter in their own home, or they went to another center. And so I think that what you have to realize is we parents are the ones who are not very flexible. Children are very flexible. So find a child care that doesn't add stress to your life, and your kids are going to be happy. But good child care. That's another one. You need high-quality child care. I know it's expensive, but it is really worth it because it's going to give you the peace of mind you need when you go to work. Absolutely. What about stay in touch with children and teachers during the school years? That's another tip that you have in terms of integrating your profession and parenting. Right. Well, one thing that was interesting is that the children of stay-at-home mothers and the children of working mothers reported problems at the same rate, whether this was bullying or learning disabilities. There was virtually no difference between the children who stayed at home and the children whose mothers worked. And actually, it's easier today with technology to stay in touch with teachers, whether that's through email or whether you're getting um, uh, notices from the teacher. But you don't have to be standing there at the door waiting to communicate with the teacher. But you do, as any parent does, need to stay in touch with what's going on in your child's life. And teachers are very willing to help you with this. Very good. Uh, Number four, in terms of integrating your profession with parenting, are be there for your children, just not all the time. And that's where the quality time comes in, doesn't it? Yes, it it really does, is that the children of working parents are independent, but they still need you from time to time. And what we need to do is that we don't need to be helicopter parents. We need to teach them the skills to be able to solve problems, but there are times they can't solve these themselves, and you're going to need to decide whether you as a mother can solve these problems or whether you need some outside assistance. And, and don't be afraid to get the outside assistance if you need it. That's the other piece. No, I think that some working mothers said that they did, um, they did think that they could solve every problem themselves, and looking back, they would have asked for help a little more quickly. So don't think it's a criticism of being, that you're being a bad mother if you can't solve all of your child's problems. It's really just you're trying to find the best solution for your child, and it may not all be right. you. All right, let's do number five, and then we'll come back after the break and do six to ten. And these are the top ten tips that are going to help you integrate your profession with parenting, and, and that's really important. So number five is use sports and other after-school activities to keep children occupied, which you already talked about. Right. We already talked about sports and after-school activities are a great way to give children some intellectual stimulation, to get them out and be physically active, and to get them engaged with other other uh, adults. The other thing is that the children of working mothers reported having good friends more often than the children whose mothers stayed at home at every level of school, and this was really because of these outside activities that they were involved in. Yeah. All right. My guest is Pamela Lenahan. Her book is My Mother, My Mentor, What Grown Children of Working Mothers Want You to Know. Pamela Lenahan is a board director of three publicly traded companies and one nonprofit. She spent 21 years on Wall Street 
becoming one of the first female partners and was a C-suite executive of NYSC Company and a high-tech startup. And she did work and pursued her career while she raised her children. And we'll come back and talk more about some of the tips that you can use to help you really integrate your profession with your parenting. You're listening to The Patricia Raskin Show. I'm Patricia Raskin. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. In the spirit of Have Couch, Will Travel, Dr. Carol Lieberman creates a haven of sanity in an increasingly insane world. Each day we are bombarded with news of events that have never crossed our wildest nightmares. Society is spiraling out of control and everyone is reeling from it. But now there's an answer. The best way to keep sane in this insane world is to tune in to Dr. Carol's Couch on Voice America. Dr. Carol, a certified media psychiatrist, will broadcast live from her Beverly Hills office every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time. Call or log in and get help with whatever is sending you reeling whenever you need a soothing voice to calm and advise you. That's Dr. Carol's Couch every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific time here on America's Voice, voiceamerica.com. Tired of lackluster results with your marketing? Craving more leads in your business? Tune in to the Mojo Marketing Edge with the team behind Mojo Global Marketing, Ira Rosen and Corey Michael Sanchez. Winners of the Marketer of the Year, they will show you how to generate daily leads, build databases of raving fans, and close deals faster than ever before. See what's hot right now and how you can tap into it to generate an endless supply of customers and clients. The Mojo Marketing Edge can be heard every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Do you want to expand the legacy that you leave behind? Get the inspiration you need by hearing from others who are doing just that. Listen for Your Why with host Nelina Varinas. The show features amazing guests who have saved lives, helped others, and brought forth hope to others around them. By hearing their stories, you can make some stories of your own. Your Why can be heard every Friday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to the patricia raskin show if you wish to call into our program today please call 1-866-472-5788 that number again is 1-866-472-5788 you may also send an email to patricia at patriciaraskin.com now back to the patricia raskin show hi everyone and welcome back to the patricia raskin show i'm talking to pam lenahan she's the author of my mother my mentor what Grown Children of Working Mothers Want You to Know. And Pam Lenahan pursued her career while raising her children. She's a board director of three publicly traded companies and one nonprofit and spent 21 years on Wall Street becoming one of the first female partners and was a C-suite executive of NYSE Company and a high-tech startup. And we are talking right now about 10 tips for mothers And these are 10 tips to really help you combine your parenting with your profession. All right. So welcome back, Pam. Well, thank you. 
All right, so let's let's uh, go through some of these others. Embrace other mentors for your children. You did talk about that, but explain that. Well, obviously children are exposed to other adults on a regular basis, and when asked which adults had the most influence on them other than parents, the number one person was teacher. And I guess that that's not surprising, except that some of the stories that uh, the children told were really wonderful. And if we think about it, the parents are with the children after school, but the, the teachers have these children for a long period of time, and the teachers are able to see them interact with other children. So whenever these children were struggling or some of them discussed when they were adolescents especially, they um, were difficult. And there's a teacher who stepped in and let them know that maybe they weren't being the person that they really wanted to be. So I found it was very interesting that none of these children actually remember to thank the teachers. So I think that's one lesson I came away from is that as working mothers, we should thank these teachers for really being that mentor to our children. Uh, The other mentors were perhaps obvious, but grandparents were great mentors, especially grandmothers who made children feel loved. And then coaches were mentors in the sense that they taught the children skills. Uh, Very important. Well, again, because, you know, one of the the issues sometimes for parents is they feel like they have to be the only teachers. They have to be the ones in authority. I think that's changing, though, don't you? Well, I think that we are the first teacher to our children, and it's really up to us to teach them what's important in society, how they should treat people, and how they should react. Uh, As one of my friends said, a well-behaved child is welcome anywhere. So I think that that really never leaves us. But the fact is, we have to let go. We have to realize that there are other people who have different perspectives on things. And one of the things that teachers taught children, according to them, is that teachers broadened their horizons. So there are other people in their life who have a different perspective on life, which are really very good for the children. So important. All right, let's look at get together for dinner as a family, even if it's only once a week. And you talked about that as well. Right. And this family dinner can be stressful for working mothers because they may be rushing home and trying to figure out what to do. It doesn't have to be every night. And by the way, it doesn't always have to be the mother who is doing this. In a number of situations, it was the father who got home first. Uh, Another couple solved this issue is that they alternated weeks. One week, the mother was responsible. Another week, the father was responsible. And And it could have been takeout. They could have gone out to dinner or they could cook a family meal. And if you both have long commutes, do it on the weekends. And there was another mother who said she really couldn't do dinners because she never knew when she'd get home. But she and her husband spent from 6 to 7.30 in the morning with their children in the kitchen. So they just got up early and their family time was in the morning. So it's really about the connection. It's not about the food. Yeah, so true. All right, use holidays to pass on traditions. I love that one. Children love to know that they're part of something bigger, and they really enjoy holidays because of the traditions. The favorite holiday mentioned by kids, surprisingly, was Thanksgiving, because most of them were in various places, had big groups, because people often travel on Thanksgiving. And even these family arguments that happened, they thought were kind of fun and interesting. So while we as mothers may be worried about getting that perfect food on the table, the kids just thought it was really fun to be in there helping cook and watching some TV and listening to the relatives talk. So kids just love the holidays. And I think we need to remember that is it's not about being perfect. It's about having that joyful spirit with the family all together. Absolutely. Treat your children as individuals because they are. The children want time alone with their parents. 
and maybe it's because they have different interests or they could have different age ranges, but the mothers really try to work hard to find just a little time alone. And you might think that's hard, but for example, my daughter took riding lessons for a while, and the days that she was riding, my son had to come with us, he and I would go out and have lunch privately. So uh, it, it went from being a day when we were driving her to her riding lessons to a day when he and I had this special lunch together. Yeah, that's that's so important. Kids remember that. I remember doing things, you know, with my dad or my mom that were separate, you know, whether we were shopping or buying something or going to a special event or a concert. It was a big deal for me. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. Wow. It is. I remember times when my father took me places, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> you know, we had uh, uh, one daughter who talked about how it was um, DEA Day, Dad's Exciting Adventure Day. Oh. So, you know, we don't want the mothers to, to abdicate that to the fathers. We should be able to have some of the fun, too. Oh, absolutely. All right. Uh, last one. Have fun with your children. They grow up quickly. Yes, a lot of the mothers said, looking back, that they didn't realize how quickly those 18 years the children are in your home go, and that if they felt that they as mothers were super organized and they were the ones, as one mother said, getting the trains running you know, this week, this month, this quarter, and really when they step back, they wish they had spent more quiet time just doing a puzzle or reading a book or baking cookies more often, but just doing some simple things with their children. Yeah. So what would you like to leave our listeners with today? What would be your message, Pam, about your book? And let's read the title again. My Mother, My Mentor, What Grown Children of Working Mothers Want You to Know. Well, the message I'd like to leave them is that working mothers are doing a great job, that the grown children say that they're proud of their working mothers, and they feel that she gave them a solid foundation for life. And the message that, when I asked people for advice, what, what message do you want to leave? Both the mothers and the children said they want you to just relax and enjoy your children. Hmm. Yeah. Do you think, did you hear from mothers that it was more difficult to balance being a mother and having a profession or no? Well, I think that uh, a generation ago, you felt more isolated because... Mm. In my day, and I don't know about where you worked, but there were no pictures of kids in the office. There were no email lists of working moms. There was no email. There were no Facebook friends. There was no Facebook. So the working mothers today feel more connected to their friends, whether their friends are working or whether their friends are staying at home. So I think that today I hope that we're being more supportive of working mothers than we have been in the past. Mm, Okay. How can people get your book? Well, Amazon is always the best way to get it. And if they would like more information, I have a website, mymothermymentor.com. All right. And in, on the website, it explains, give, does it give you any excerpts or exercises to do or some things on the website? Well, it talks a little bit about the background of the book. And it talks about, it has some links to additional articles that I've written that might give you some insight into the book. Okay. And before we close, what was the one thing you got out of writing this book? It might have been an affirmation. It might have been a surprise. What struck you the most from writing this? Well, what struck me the most is, uh, as I said, what a great job working mothers did. And when I was doing it, I felt very alone. I felt like I was in my own silo and very Mm -hmm. isolated. Mm -hmm. But I realized when I talked to all these mothers, uh, some of these women I had known for years, 
but we never talked about anything so personal that uh, a lot of women were struggling with some of these issues. And I think we all need to come out and have experienced mothers talk to newer mothers and tell them there really is nothing to worry about. Mm, Absolutely. Thanks so much for being on the program. Really appreciate it. Well, thank you for having me, Patricia. All right. All right. Hold on for a minute. All right. My guest has been Pamela Lenahan, My Mother, My Mentor, What Grown Children of Working Mothers Want You to Know. And again, what's the website again, Pam? MyMotherMyMentor.com. Okay, period. All right, folks, that wraps up uh, this edition of the Patricia Raskin Show right here on voiceamerica.com. Remember, stay healthy, stay happy, get the support you need, and know you can make your dreams come true. Until next time, I'm Patricia Raskin. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to this week's edition of the Patricia Raskin Show. Be sure to join Patricia Raskin and another amazing guest next Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have an outstanding week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network its staff, and management.